Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 16. This is Modestly Metaphysical, a podcast where I bring you topics about spirituality, anything that's trending in the community, and just general advice on life. I'm Kara, and I am your host. To kind of start this episode... I just wanted to share some gratitude for the past week that I've had. I've really been feeling really organized and just doing things that cultivate a better awareness and better mindfulness in my life. So I'm super grateful that I've been able to stay on top of the goals I've set for myself just for meditating daily, um, stretching daily, doing gratitude and affirmation daily in my journal, and everything like that. So I'm just super grateful for that. Um, social media stuff. I've been, I just started my, um, sound healing sessions on Sundays at 4 PM Eastern time. Every Sunday, I'm going to be using my sound bowl to do sound healing. And this Sunday I'm actually going to be including intuitive readings, um, with my tarot cards and Oracle cards just for people who pop on there. If anyone wants to get a reading and so, yeah, that's kind of the direction that I've been going as far as like social media, extra content. Um, I've been posting, keeping up with my posting on my Instagram at modestly.metaphysical for those who are watching on YouTube or listening. Um, but yeah, so this episode is going to be similar to the last where I cover the signs and symptoms of a blocked sacral chakra and what you can do to heal that, as well as doing a short shadow work session and a meditation. The meditation with this one is quite short, so it's probably less than five minutes. Um, I mention the origin of the chakras or chakras in the last episode, as well as these videos are in succession from bottom um, to top. And we always start with the bottom chakra first because it's the foundation to the rest. So um, if you're looking to do some healing, make sure that you have your root root center where it needs to be. Um, any other disclaimers? I will be smoking weed and cussing on this podcast. So if you're not down with it, you can leave. But um, I can just get started. This is my kind of disgusting sparkling water. You hear it? I don't think so. It's like makes noise constantly. Okay. So the sacral chakra is known as the second chakra. And it's located two inches below your belly button. Um, like in between your belly button and your root chakra. And it is represented by the color orange. This chakra governs your emotions, your creativity, sensitivity, sexuality, intimacy, emotional well-being, and self-expression. So if you feel like you've lost your creativity or you just can't do creative things as easily anymore, um, this really becomes blocked early childhood and usually definitely with any sexual trauma or um, just um, sexual insecurity. And this also can manifest as trouble expressing yourself. 
So if you experience any of those things, you may need some healing in that area, of course. Um, Another disclaimer is this is never a replacement for any sort of professional help. If you feel like there are things that you need to heal that you cannot do on your own, please reach out and um, talk to someone who is um, degree certified, someone with a PhD. But So this um, energy center also has to do with certain areas of the body. Each chakra vibrates at a particular frequency that impacts certain parts of the body. So for the sacral, it's the lymphatic, circulatory, um, reproductive system, bladder, kidney, and large intestines. Um, I believe that the bladder and kidney are part of the circle circulatory systems i'm probably wrong they have to do with like their those are like the detox systems of the body so um that's what they're largely associated with and it is also known as the sex chakra and some people believe that it can enhance creative expression improve sexual intimacy and also increase intuition some people feel their intuition in their sacral or um, solar plexus which will be the next episode and uh, some people feel in their heart center but those are the the three in the middle are common places for you to feel your intuition Uh, there are many signs that you can look out for when the sacral is out of balance Um, a person may experience feelings of fear depression manic or emotional instability, feeling overwhelmed, loss of imagination or creativity, sexual dysfunction, reproductive issues, and even addiction. Again, please seek professional help if these are out of control. I'm going to pause so you can think about that. Don't continue listening to this if you need professional help, because I'm not a professional. I do not have a PhD. But Um, Other physical symptoms can include pain and stiffness in the lower back and hips, um, sciatica, low back pain, urinary and kidney problems, constipation, and pelvic pain. Um, A balanced sacral, on the other hand, creates feelings of abundance, pleasure, creativity, joy, fulfillment, and overall wellness. Um, Some other things that you may notice, some shadow qualities of the sacral chakra being... um, blocked would be like wounded emotions, feeling the need to be secretive, fear of judgment, getting in trouble or being found out, um, repression of any sort, usually emotional repression, inability to experience emotional or sexual intimacy, um, nightmares for some reason, and not remembering or understanding dreams. I think that has to do with like repression. Um, If Uh, Other things that would happen if it is blocked are things like detachment, isolation, anxiety, loneliness, low sex drive, uh, and of course, like I've mentioned a million times, lack of creative inspiration. So this, if this chakra is closed, you may feel detached from your own emotions as well as the emotions of the people around you. Uh, You may feel isolated and anxious to be alone and you might just feel lonely um, it's a vicious cycle and this can cause you to feel loneliness because there's a difference between being alone and being lonely as well as anxiety around, um, these things. There's also the, 
Um, I feel like this is one of the shockers that is largely overactive in some people. And overactivity in this energy center in particular, uh, you can exhibit being consumed by and drowning in emotions, um, being emotionally distraught and using escapism to cope, uh, meaning like constant dissociation um, or, you know, escapism through avoiding reality by doing drugs, addiction, those types of things. Um, so knowing when enough is enough. Uh, so other signs of an overactive sacral chakra can include um, feeling consumed by your emotions as if you're drowning in them, experiencing emotional ups and downs, again, escapism, uh, showing obsessive affection that isn't returned, engaging in inappropriate expressions of sexuality. So you may try to retain a sense of control by lashing out, uh, projecting, exhibiting controlling and manipulating behaviors towards others, and imbalances can manifest, manifest, manifest in both spectrums and lead to emotional outbursts or an apathetic and disconnected attitude. Um, Definitely, this reigns true with sexual um, overactivity as well, like feeling the need to be overly sexual um, men. Just kidding. This is a equal rights. There are lots of women I know um, that are extremely oversexual to their detriment. And there's nothing wrong with people who do that. There's nothing wrong with being a sexual being. Um, but it is damaging when it comes to the point where you're sharing your energy with people who don't give you good energy back. Um, it doesn't always have to be like it's someone that you're in a relationship, but at least the energy exchange is equal. Um, both people are um, partaking in a way that is healing, not necessarily healing, but beneficial for them both where you're not absorbing another person's negative energy. Um, that's a whole other topic of just sex and spirituality in itself. Um, but my stance is like, I would never engage in sexual activities with anyone that I don't want to have a part of my energy. Um, okay. So if you are experiencing any of those things, obviously there are ways to heal what you have going on. Um, again, shadow work is always going to be something that can heal what you have going on. Um, and I have a list of other things, but I'm lighting this joint, so I'm not looking at my notes. So give me a second, smoke, smoke, uh, light my smoke break. So, um, so many people believe that chakras become blocked and unbalanced. And of course, like I mentioned in the last episode, this is said to affect our physical and emotional functioning. So although energy, <coughs> yikes, energy and chakra healing shouldn't be relied on alone, they can be a supportive part of a well-rounded treatment plan. Um, if you want to restore balance in your sacral center, um, there are a few things that are suggested to practice. So exercise, dance, for anyone who resonates with uh, like just twerking, um, belly dancing, those types of 
quote unquote sexual. It's been it's been sexualized, um, but it's completely natural. It moves through the hip center and can be very opening and releasing. Um, our body stores trauma and our hips are related to our sacral chakra. So doing any sort of um, hip movements, um, dancing that includes moving your hips can be really, really beneficial. And um, using essential oils like patchouli, lang lang, um, bergamot, sandalwood, clary sage, jasmine, orange, and rose. Um, meditations, obviously, especially with visualizations using the color orange. Um, color healing. So using the color orange in your office, your life, your home space, um, and that energy in itself can uh, flow through the sacral center. Uh, orange clothes, jewelry, those would be easy ways to introduce the color orange into your life. I feel like orange is a very rare color to see someone wearing often or have someone decorate, decorate with. So orange, just having the color orange around. Uh, another thing that is kind of not as direct advice is to learn to let go, do uh, meditations for letting go. Emotional baggage can be stored in the hips and really um, come into play when it comes to the sacral center. Uh, <coughs> some ways that you can emotionally release are journaling. Um talking to a close friend if they are emotionally available to give you advice and vocalize what you're feeling. Um, there's something about making yourself be heard and not repressing your emotions. That is very healing in itself. So even um, recording yourself talking and just keeping it for yourself for a later date, those types of things can be helpful too. Starting a blog where you just talk about whatever's going on. Um yeah, so those are things that you can do as far as like emotional, letting go of emotional baggage. Uh, water element is associated with the sacral chakra. So going for a swim, sitting by a large body of water, um, run a bath with some nice herbs and oils. If you guys hear something crazy, it is Zuko trying to do something with his bed. <laughs> so I'm just letting him do his thing. But um, another thing is yoga. And especially yin yoga, you hold the positions for like two to three minutes. It's very opening and releasing. And a lot of it is centered around stretching the hips and around the hips. Um, like I said, a lot of our emotions are stored in our hips. So hip opening exercises. Um, there's lots of different. My favorite yoga pose for the hips is pigeon pose. And um, what is the other one? Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but, oh, frog pose. Um, I don't know the actual terms for those, but I know the Americanized, Westernized terms for them. Um, but those two, if you look those up, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. But those two are my favorite for opening the hips. I always get like super frustrated or, um, sad <laughs> when I do those because I'm releasing the emotion. Um, another, um, method of healing is healing foods. So foods that are rich in sources of healthy fats and are nourishing for the reproductive system. So like a fertility diet kind of thing, fish, nuts, and seeds, um, seeds like flax, sesame, hemp, pumpkin, sunflower seeds, 
and orange foods like oranges, carrots, sweet potatoes, peaches, um, anything that's orange, mangoes, papaya, pumpkin, mandarins, which are basically oranges. So all those foods could be healing as well. And eating them, consuming them with intention. Mm. I thought it was out. But eating those with intention, setting the intention for them to go and heal that energy center and just making sure that whenever you're using any of these methods that you are acting with intention and not just mindlessly consuming or using um, the color orange or eating or doing the yoga poses, really set the intention for it to release any emotional baggage if you're in the yoga poses and, um, you know, set the intention for it to heal and open your sacral chakra if you're using another method. Okay. If any of that information about the chakra resonated with you, try using a mixture of the methods and techniques and food to rebalance you. And remember that change doesn't happen overnight or once after immediately after you use it. Um, it will take time. And as long as you're consistent, even if consistency is one time a week for you. I've been reading a lot about setting realistic goals for um, habits you want to create and you want to start as small as you know is attainable and you can always go up from there but um, we self-sabotage by setting goals that are too lofty like telling yourself you're going to do something to heal your chakra every single day and as soon as you forget one day you get frustrated with yourself so making sure that you set a realistic goal Um, for me I do energy work like Reiki um, chakra healing, anything specific with like the chakras or energy work. I set that on Sundays and every single Sunday I commit to that. And once I can really build on that, I'll either add more time or add more, um, things in the day related to that or, um, add multiple days. So don't try to implement these all too fast and all at once. You want to slowly implement them over time and build on it. So I wanted to make sure that I smoked quite a, not quite a bit. I've only taken a few hits, but, um, I wanted to make sure that I got something to chill me out when I do shadow work here coming up. That's the next section because I like to answer with the quickest thing that comes to my mind. And I sometimes block myself when I'm not using cannabis and not because I need the cannabis to do it, but it just makes it happen faster. And I don't want this to be like a 20 minute episode or 20 minutes of shadow work. So, um, I want to make sure I get it out as quickly as possible. I feel like I do connect with my intuition really well when I smoke as well. I use it usually as like a, um, smoke cleanse. I learned that from TikTok where you can use cannabis smoke to like cleanse your cards or your crystals um, or a room. So using with intention, of course, not saying I need it. So don't call me an addict or like a fake spiritual person. I just am expediting the process for y'all. Okay. So to get into the shadow work, um, I'm going to check here to get into the shadow work. I'm going to do four prompts, just like the last episode. Um, I'm going to go over them and then we'll do the meditation after that. Just so you guys know, 
um, so you can click out. I will mention when I'm starting the meditation, obviously, but just in case you guys want to not do that. So the first prompt is, what are my favorite creative activities and how do I feel when I get to express my creativity? I think my favorite creative activity right now is drawing. I didn't always rely on drawing to express my creativity. Um, I would say drawing and as well as social media, honestly. I feel like I have found kind of my flow, not only with my spiritual page, but also my work page of exactly how I like to portray my messages um, and teach people stuff and the themes for my pages. My work one is like black and white and my um, spiritual one is like gradients of like orangey, purpley, pastel-y kind of colors. Um, And I feel like it really my social media is a way for me to really show myself through not only like the formats of things, but just obviously you can peep into my life and you can see. And then with drawing, um, I've never been someone who can come up with things super easily that um, are my own original idea, but I am really good at portraits and like graphite drawings Um, And I've been doing that a lot more. I've been painting here and there. Like, this is a painting I did. Again, shameless plug, it is for sale. If anyone wants to put up an offer on it, um, I don't have a price on it. It's just if someone really resonates with the art, I want them to have it and they can just pay what they can. But um, even things like that where I use colors that I am resonating with at that time, and turn it into something and I usually don't know what direction I'm going. Sometimes I know one element and then I just add on top of it. Sometimes it's just like seeing how the colors blend and then getting an idea from there. But that's really where I get creative with that kind of stuff. And how I feel when I get to express my creativity is focused, which is an odd um, or out of the norm feeling for me. I normally am not very focused and I normally go off on just like irrelevant tangents to a lot of things and I don't, it doesn't bother me. That's not like an insecurity I have, but uh, focus is something that I have to work really hard to get and drawing and making art is something that I can be doing it and then all of a sudden three hours have passed and I didn't even realize, but I like was just listening to music and painting. Um, So I do feel focused and centered and mindful. It's meditative for me as well. Um, What types of situations and experiences make me feel tense, insecure, and withdrawn? So there's like three questions in this one question, so I'll start with that one. Um, I would say situations where I feel like uh, I have eyes on me, and of course sometimes those eyes are imagined, but in situations where I feel like I'm being watched or judged or made fun of, that's when I really get the most tense and insecure. Um, It doesn't matter if it's male or female and I don't, it doesn't like, there's no preference, but any situation like that, as well as um, when I feel like I'm being sexualized, I don't like that. I makes me feel really uncomfortable. I have quite a bit of healing in my sacral chakra to do still just around shame and um, sexual expression. So I definitely feel uncomfortable with that, especially like at the gym or something. Um, And then the next question is, how 
can I, or what can I do to help myself in these situations? For me, it's focusing on something else and even like leaving the area if it's like a sexual thing um, or covering myself up for some reason makes me feel like wearing something baggy, some sweatpants and a hoodie so I can hide in it if I need to. Um, I haven't been feeling this way as much because I've really um, been working on not caring about what people think. And it does help to tell myself affirmations or just focus on my breath, something to take me out of my head a little bit. And it says, are there any frequent experiences like this in daily life that I can change? I think at the gym, I could honestly probably look a little more friendly. Not that I have to be friendly to be respected or I shouldn't have to be, I mean, but Um, I tend to keep my head down and not really talk to anyone, not even make eye contact with anyone. So in those situations, I could just look at them and like wave or give them a what's up or whatever because of masks. It's hard to tell when someone's smiling at you. Um, It just looks like I'm squinting really hard. So I just do a head nod. (laughs) But um, those are ways that I could probably improve that situation for me. Um. And even just like looking back at people when I think that they're looking at me. Not that like I don't want to be a bitch about it, but I just want to like if they're looking at me, if you look back most of the time, they're either going to look away or say something. Okay, next one. How do I show my self-respect and what choices do I make for myself that are rooted in self-respect? I show my self-respect by showing up for myself. Um, I haven't always, so... I definitely, it's been a growing habit, but in a way that if I were to tell a promise, I put it in this perspective, if I were to tell a promise to my friend, my best friend, Brittany, for example, I know that if I told her that I was going to promise to do something, that I was going to do it. And so showing up for myself, like I would show up for my best friend, Brittany, because it's like, you have to have that level of respect with yourself if you want people to respect you at that level. And I started to really see it in that perspective of like, would I do this for a friend? And if I would, and I wouldn't do it for myself, then um, you're not even respecting yourself enough to be your own friend. And that's not the way I want to operate in my life. Um, I also, how I show my self-respect is uh, taking care of my physical vessel So exercise, eating healthy, um, moving it and healing it in ways that it can't do for itself. Um, And I just respect my body and my opportunity on this planet. So I want to get the most out of mm, (coughs) the most out of my experience. God damn. Something about this weed, it's like kind of dry because I let it sit out so it burns really hot. So I'm sorry. But um, I show up for myself, um, not only in the promises I make to myself, but also in taking care of my physical vessel. And those are the choices that I make that are rooted in self-respect and doing things that I may not want to do, but I know I need to do. Um, not every day do I feel like meditating, 
but it's something that I have, it's still growing, but it's something that is rooted in self-respect for me. So right now I absolutely have to meditate five days a week and I have those two free days until I can work them to where I have every single day. Um, That way I know that life happens sometimes. My mornings don't go as smoothly as I expect. So giving myself that wiggle room right now, again, setting realistic goals for myself. Um, The last one is do I consider myself a sexual being and do I have a healthy relationship with sexuality? I don't consider myself a sexual being. I think, I mean, I know we're all sexual beings, but I have a very um, different relationship with sex and intimacy because I am a demisexual. So I am only attracted to people that I have an emotional bond with. Um, sexually attracted to people that I have an emotional bond with, so I can't just, like, sleep with anybody. Um, And if I ever were to just sleep with anybody, I um, would definitely feel, you know, out of sorts because I believe that it's an energy exchange. And um, if someone doesn't care about me and they were to have sex with me, that's going to negatively impact my energy center in my just overall well-being. So I don't want to engage in those activities to where I am putting my energy in a tight spot. <laughs> so um, I I would say I have a sexual or a healthy sexual relationship with just like myself, especially. I love myself. Um, I'm not insecure in how I look or perform, <clears throat> so I I don't have any problems as far as, like, my sexual expression and with someone that I really care about, but I don't think there's anything wrong with my, um, <sighs> like, me being a sexual being or not being sexually attracted to just anyone, though... I think some people think it's a little odd that I can, like, just not be attracted to people because I don't have an emotional bond with them. Um, It's not typically how a lot of people are, and they can sleep around and do whatever, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I just know that that's not for me. And um, so I don't think it's, like... This is how shadow work is for me. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I like backtrack and I'm like, well, but I, <clears throat> I'm comfortable with myself sexually. I love myself. Um, my, this has been something that I've been really, really, really working on. So it hasn't always been this way. Um, but right now I have the best relationship with myself that I have had um, in my whole life. So I'm happy where I'm at as far as that goes. Um. Yeah, that's all the shadow questions, shadow work questions that I have. I still have the meditation that I'm going to take you guys through. I'm just going to do it right on here. Um, so thank you. Um, let's get into the meditation. So if you are not looking to do this meditation, please exit out and thank you for watching and or listening. So I know I'm going to cough if I hit that. Sorry for my squeaky chair. But 
meditation is going to start here in the next like 10 seconds. So find a comfortable seat. Um, you can lay down. But begin by taking a few deep breaths. Inhale all the way into your crown and exhale all the way to the base of the spine. Continue on breathing even deeper than may feel comfortable at first. Today, we're focusing on connection to our sacral chakra. This chakra is located in the pelvic bowl. The element of this chakra is water. Imagine your breath as waves of an ocean passing through your body. This energy center is where we hold our intimacy and our connection to others. This is the area of our creativity, expression, and sexuality. Our affirmation for the sacral chakra is, I am creative. You can chant that out loud or in your mind's eye, letting the words flow deep into your sacral center. Visualize a bright white light entering the top of your head and exiting through the bottom of your spine. Use this white light to ground yourself into Earth's energy. Now visualize an orange light at your sacral center and just let it expand and grow strong. Eventually let the orange light fill your whole body. Breathe in, breathe out. Come back to this visualization of the orange light filling your body whenever you feel you need to balance your sacral center. Take three more deep breaths. And you can come back to your physical vessel by slowly opening your eyes, wiggling your toes and fingers, 
And when you feel ready, you may stop and continue on with your day. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Kara from Modestly Metaphysical, and that's it.